Ahoy hoy, Noiros! Take your big gulp right now and, and join us for the show because we're talking episode 91, of course. It's going to get a little strange in here. Uh, before we even get into any of this, though, uh, I have a bone to pick because this whole episode was scheduled around doing a review of a brand new Kino Lorber cut of this, possibly an amazing new print. New 4K scan. Yeah, yeah. like this could have been a fantastic thing, but they didn't ship it at all this entire time. Dan finally got his. When did yours come? No, no. Oh, so, that's the old one. Okay. So, so, yeah. So this is this is because the they joke. use the same cover, I believe. Pretty much. There's some. There's a slight difference in it, but this is the uh, the film chest uh, cinema classics version from 2012. I'm pretty so sure that's what I watched. That yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a scan of, of the 35 millimeter print that's in Library of Congress. And it's actually like it's not terrible. It's no, definitely, it's watchable, but it is yeah. in need of an upgrade. Very much. Yeah, so. like there were moments that were a little bit grainy, but like all in all, like for the the, the money I spent on it, it wasn't terrible. Like was there like wasn't... little bits of uh, frames missing from the movie? Because that's what no. happened with mine the, yeah. like, very mine. very minor cuts okay all right i mean it was you very probably it, watched a worse cut than, than this. it wasn't yeah. bad it wasn't bad at all like it was it was it wasn't like a uh impact or anything like that it was very watchable it'd be like a, a millisecond you know gone every like 40 minutes you know like it mm. wasn't anything crazy but yeah this is public domain so who knows what version anyone's watching but we all should be watching it we there's no excuses Unless you're Kino Lorber, and then they're like, oh, what are you talking about? We had a release date. We're, we're, they don't even say anything about it. Like, hey, there was a delay. Nothing. Yeah. So uh, what's up? You know, we even brought in a special guest who we're about to introduce, an old friend. And we wasted her fucking time. And we're wasting everybody's time. And, and I'm angry about it, Dan. I- <laughs> you got you to gotta send a, a nice tweet to, to Kino. Know who's to blame you know like the old kids in the hall sketch one of my all-time favorites by the way just just put in youtube who's to blame you'll find it uh but i'm pointing fingers that i'm angry and so you know we were supposed to we were gonna look good and instead gentleman joey here to say welcome to the show whoops what can you do this thing's steamrolling our special guest our friend lisa's here also to be like what the fuck you know i, I only have so much time in a, in a day to waste on this little uh, affair that you two lads do. My time is uh, much too valuable. Exactly. She only looks at, you know, pristine cuts, <laughs> the forest yes. of K's, you know, yes. it's a capital K when Lisa's involved. Absolutely. But welcome to the show. I feel like we've been talking about doing this one, the three of us for, for the whole time, basically. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. A while, yeah. And who knew what it was coming? It was kind of one to, to keep in the back pocket. But, you know, I guess the only compliment to, to Kino Lorber is like, hey, you forced us to do the movie finally, mm-hmm. even though it was under false pretenses. Yeah. So here yeah. we are. The Strange Love of Martha Ivers, of course. Working titles, Love Lies Bleeding. <laughs> Gross. And uh, <laughs> Strange Love. It, here's some taglines for you guys. Like Depeche Mode? That that's that's what every time what they had in in mind, you know, and they're like, wait, Depeche Mode's gonna make an album, a song. Did it was an album as well? Forty years later, almost forty years, almost forty years to 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 the the year, but no, it it was just a single. Yeah, okay, that was the problem. So they're like, all right, hold off, and uh, here's some taglines for you guys. You ready? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to do this <laughs> in the exact way that it goes from, you know, uh, uppercase, lowercase to just caps. So here we go. Whisper her name. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and then one more. Fate drew them together and only murder could part them. I don't agree with that, but it sounds fun. You know, sounds like, good. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'd want uh, to see that if I saw that tagline. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much here that should be bringing you in on this one. It's got a, a murderer's row of, of the, the all stars. But, you know, at an early, interesting time catching them. You know, this is this is how mm. many years after uh, Double Indemnity? Two. Two yeah. years. So Barbara Stanwyck's like been pretty solid, you know, doing these roles where, you know, she's she's bad. She's a, she's a bad woman. You know, she's, she's <laughs> getting people killed. She's killing people. You know, she's she's doing that. It's going to be a while before we get to like people fucking her over. But we'll get, we'll get yeah, there. That's they, the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They exist. Eventually, she's going to be like, <laughs> hey, hold up a second. Let's try something else. But our producer and podcast all star, Hal B. Wallace, he wants nothing to do with that. He's back. Uh, Strange Love of Martha Ivers was released September 13th, 1946. So, you know, almost an anniversary mm-hmm. <laughs> from Paramount Pictures, directed by Lewis Milestone. That's a great last name. And we got some uncredited contributions from Byron Haskin and old Wallace himself showing mm-hmm. up to, to do some Elizabeth Scott close ups and nothing else. But hey, there's a <laughs> secret director credit you get. Screenplay by Robert Rosen, based off of Love Lies Bleeding by John Patrick. John Patrick was like, that's a perfect title. What's what do you what's your problem, guys? <laughs> they should have just went with it. What's so fucking strange about this love, everybody? Come on. Or just strange love. I love it, but the title's a little, yeah. Yeah. A good one. Well, let's go ahead and, and head to uh Iverstown, Pennsylvania. Iverstown, excuse me. Yes. I knew that was gonna happen. We're in the past, which this is a, a new, exciting trope for us to have here. We've, we've come out of the past, of course, but we're really in a flashback. We get to see some little kids in this. And uh, it's 1928, and we see Martha Ivers, who's 13 at the time, and she's hanging out with some street trash, some gutter trash, name of Sammy Masterson. Great casting, by the way. That girl looks just like her. I, I really thought so, too. Like, it was pretty yeah. clear right off the bat. I'm like, okay, that's going to be Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, if, they if did we, a good job with that. If we get there. It was more like I was curious, like, who's Kirk Douglas going to be here? Yeah. yeah. Because he really could be either or from what I've seen. If that's him, true. But maybe expectations shall be uh, surprised. So they're hanging out like in a train, train in the rain, right? Boxcar kids. Box, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> was that Boxcar Children? Wasn't that like a book? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was like it, it, one of the, the series, first yeah. books I remember in my orbit, like in kindergarten. They're like, hey, yeah. let's read the boxcar children. And it was like, okay, what was this like two years ago for you? <laughs> Can't get something a little more contemporary. They got in all sorts of hijinks. There must have been like, I'm surprised it's not a movie series or something now, you know? Yeah, it is surprising. Yeah. I guess no one knows what a boxcar is anymore. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Thing. Train yeah. kids, that's what they call Train kids. <laughs> Subway kids. Train yeah, buddies. Subway yeah. kids would be a good one, yeah. Subway pals, yeah. <laughs> so that just a couple of pals hanging out in some sort of, you know, old subway, basically. Hanging in the rain, uh, and they get busted. They've been running away a ton of times. I think it's their fourth time that they've been uh, running away. And Martha's brought back to her aunt, and her aunt 
you know, doesn't seem like a very nice lady. She seems a little strict, you know, just a, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Yeah. <laughs> she runs the town, though. Yes, she, she does. Yeah. Well, she runs she the runs factory. Everybody. I mean, you know, their last the family name like the owns town. the whole town, basically. She lives it's named in after the mansion and yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she gets brought home, and then also we meet Martha's tutor, Walter O'Neill Sr., and he's got a little shitty son named Walter Jr. <laughs> he's got glasses on, so pay attention to that. They're like, you know, I, I'd love to send Walter to Harvard. Wouldn't that be nice? And she's like, yes, that would be nice for anybody, but what can I do for you, sir? And he's like, well, little Walter was the one who narked on these kids. And then it's like, okay, well, I'll hook him up. And then uh, so Martha's back. And, you know, she gives her a uh, talking to, you know, gives her some shitty aunt presence in her life and uh, even, you know, goes after a dead father, you know, because she's been. Oof, that scene is rough. She's, it's very effective, the it whole is. thing. Um, and this is like a pretty long opening, too, you know, in, in the good sense. Not, you're it not does. It gives by you the backstory by... of what her life is like and why she hates it and why she wants to run away. Yeah. And, and senior, too, his ulterior motives obviously he's trying to weasel his way into the family because they have money and you know he's trying to this is the best way he can like you know amplify himself and his son so he everybody's playing the game except for old martha she's she's a little rebel you know she likes the shitty kid from across the tracks or whatever yeah so she goes upstairs and she's hanging out with Walter Jr. in his glasses. And he's like, I swear I wasn't the one to tell, like, Martha, please, we're friends. Oh, and uh, such a wiener. He's such a little boner. And <laughs> Sammy pops up and he's like, come on, come on. I got the goods. Let's get the fuck out of here. I got we got a cat, too. Like a cat came in from the rain. Sweet little cat. I forgot. I think they named it. I don't remember, but. Don't get too attached to the cat, unfortunately, because it runs off a little bit. They're like, all right. Sammy goes to grab it. The power is gone out too. So it becomes dark. They're lighting candles and such. The cat runs off, goes down the stairs. Sammy goes to grab it. And then, oh no, the mean aunt pops up and she's like, oh, what is this? Cats and children. I hate this. So they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And she beats the cat to death with the cane. And, oh, so brutal. So, you know, the heroes of the story are like, well, yo, fuck you. Like, you shouldn't be killing cats. You, you gotta go, lady. So Martha just starts to, to beat up her aunt with the cane that was just used to kill a cat. I think, it, I don't think, you know, I think it was, I don't think she really meant, I think she just kind of wigged out. Like, she yeah, like, yo, just, stop, you know? You like, know, her emotions were so, I think she didn't mean to, you know, you'll say the next part. She pushes her down the stairs. She hits her and then kind of realizes what she did. Yeah. And, you know. Now we're pan up, pan up aggression. Yes, yes pan up aggression, totally. And then panic because now, oh shit, I just killed my aunt. What am I going to do? But she deserved it. F that lady. <laughs> yeah, she had to go, you know, like. <laughs> she sucks. And, you know, everyone hates her. Her workers hate her. The town hates her. This is a good thing. And someone who realizes that is Walter Sr., who's like, hey, don't worry. I believe you kids that you, you know, you, this didn't mean to happen. Whatever happened, we'll figure it out. Sammy's gone after everything that happened. So, you know, it's just now Walter Jr., Walter Sr., and Martha. And they're going to spin a, a web of lies out of this that will inform the entire rest of their lives. And Walter wants her out of the way, too. I mean, oh, the, yeah. like, like, let's be clear. Let's be that, like, here. Yeah, like, as we're seeing bummed. this, yeah, yeah, we're seeing this scene set up that, like, yeah, the storm's going on. 
the front door is wide open right. it's dark and he's like so it wasn't you right like yeah. it was some other person like it, it's like this idea where they're kind of like he's good at he improv in to basically yeah. say okay kids i know you're not able to take care of yourself your father's dead your mean old aunt I'm going to take care of you, a.k.a. now I can get my hands on your fortune because your aunt's dead. So he obviously seizes the opportunity to say, don't worry, Martha, I'll help you. But what that really means is she kind of swaps her aunt for this guy now. So now she just has someone else. Not really. You don't really know if he's really looking out for her best interest or not. It's just. You know, more that's his, his and his sons more than anything. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And now she's just stuck with somebody else who just wants her money, you yeah. know? So. Hijinks ensue. Yes. <laughs> and Sam's like, I want no part of that. He leaves town entirely and we're ready to go ahead and see what these kids grew up to become and who would play them in a movie. It's 17 years later in 1946. Walter Sr., he's no longer a problem. You know, we didn't have to worry about those 17 years with him. He's gone. He died. So now it's Martha just running the the factory. And Walter Jr., he's the um, district attorney, I believe. Yeah, he's running for governor. Yes. His poster's everywhere. And this is really the only time you're going to see Kirk Douglas with those glasses, just to establish like, oh, yeah, that was me. Okay, anyways, get rid of these things. I don't know. Sam, he's no longer Sammy. He's coming back into town. He sees the, I guess he doesn't know where the fuck he is because he's so blown away by where he's driving through. He looks at the sign and the whole time you're like, hey, that's a long time to look away from the screen, buddy. Like, that's pretty unrealistic. But he crashes and then you're like, all right, whoa, way to go, movie. I, I do appreciate that. But I don't know. I've never been so taken with the sign like that that I would. I think he's kind of passing through and didn't really realize where he was. But yeah, I get it. It takes him a long while to realize, oh, shit, I'm back where I used to live. Like Pennsylvania do that to you, you know, because there's only like one way through. So you're like, oh, no, Iverson. It could be like Volcanvania and uh, nothing but trouble. You know, it just kind of sneaks up on you in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it seems like an island. The clearest comparison of the movie could be that. Yeah, I just wanted to bring yeah. that up. Sorry. He just wanted an excuse. Don't don't feed him. He yeah. an excuse to bring it up. Don't feed the animals, please. Yeah. No more podcast for you then, because that, <laughs> that seems to feed you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's back in town, and uh, he was giving someone a ride, too, who's like, yeah, fuck that. I'm out of here. You're crashing your car. You psycho. <laughs> Disappears. Yeah, he's like, all right, bye. So he's like, all right, let me go ahead and get my car repaired. And it's going to take a second because it was, you know, enough to still be drivable, but not too drivable, I guess, because he gets to the repair shop. Fine. I don't know. Those old cars, you know, they built to last, I guess. I mean, he's basically uh, driving a boat. So, you yeah. know, so he goes to see, you know, if he can go home again and he, he goes for a stroll and he finds out that his, his old house is now a boarding home. And uh, who should he meet there? But little Elizabeth Scott. That's how early, you, Dan. I thought you'd enjoy yeah. that. Exactly. How early is My this favorite. in her career for her? I think this is like her, I want to say it's like her second movie. Let me yeah, double check. It's sort of early. Yeah. It feels very evergreen for her. Let me mm-hmm. see. Well, it's Kirk Douglas's. A lot of them, it's Kirk It's Douglas's his first. It's her, it is her second movie. And her yep. second. So they're both pretty green here. First and second, Barbara Stanwyck still like kind of just hitting, you know, Van Heflin, probably like the biggest name. I mean, Oh, yeah. well, and Stanwyck still, but like Stanwyck definitely had earned it, and it you know, but 
I feel like they, they have been around for high so up long. there at that point. Yeah. 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 But it, it's a very interesting, like, yeah, you're like your second build stars are just coming up and they're going to be gigantic. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially old Kirk Douglas. But <laughs> Elizabeth Scott, her name is Tony Marachek. And get used to that name. She's going to say it a lot. Like mm-hmm. every five like, minutes. Every time you see her, she's like, Tony Marachek. And like, yeah, we know who you are. Like, <laughs> do you have a line you want to say? Um, hey, I, li- I like her name. Okay. <laughs> Don't wear it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did it for you. <laughs> and she's got uh, her own crazy backstory. She has just gone out of jail. She wants to tell her story, but nobody wants to listen to her. She's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me just give you the scores. There's like, no, 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 we don't, we don't care. You got nobody out of jail. Cares. That's, nope. Nope. that's fine. And so she is her uh, condition of her parole is that she has to like go back home or something like that, but she misses her bus and she seems to have a, a nice connection with old Sam, you know, and he's like, hey, if I'm just passing through, I met someone nice. Why don't you come with me and we'll figure it out. They have adjoining rooms in their hotel, you know, the old classic one door over. We've all mm-hmm. knocked on the door and wanted to see who was on the other side. Right. That's that's the best part. Sure. And it's Tony Marichek, apparently. <laughs> and things go well and they go to sleep and he wakes up alone and hijinks have ensued she's been arrested she tried to skip out and cash out her bus ticket but yeah she was arrested and everyone's given sam some shit of course because he's just coming back into town and you know he's got that vibe about him this movie where it gets a little weird like there's a few scenes in this movie that it's a long movie oh yeah there, there's some scenes where i feel like they could have edited it better and these are the only ones like when they're kind of I get that she's an essential part of the plot because it has to move it forward but like there's some scenes here where I feel like they could have I don't know it's the only part where Trimmed I it a little rags. Yeah. yeah 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 I mean we should also mention that so she was cashing in her bus ticket because she wanted to run away with Van Heflin so yeah. that's why she was she doing didn't it. want to go back home yeah. right. right but that's what was her mind right that was breaking her parole and that's why right. she got arrested right um, and even though he's like, yeah, I, would, I, what, I was giving her a ride. Like, does that matter? Like, yeah. And they're like, yep, it does. She has to take the bus, which because, you know, it's 1946 and rules are rules, whatever. So yeah. that's and how she, he gets to his friend because he finds out, you know, his friend. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, funny little dork is running for mayor. Or I see all these posters around yeah. town. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, let me call in a favor. That's you know, right. We as the audience, we know there's some favor to be called in from what mm-hmm. we've seen. So yep. sounds good. Let's go see him. And, and here's some glasses for two seconds. And then that's it. But we also see that uh, Walter, Kirk Douglas, he's he's a bit of a lush. He's, he's a drinker. Kind of a booze hound. Yeah. You know, much like Lisbeth Scott says, Tony Marichek, every scene, Kirk Douglas is drinking every scene. You know, everyone's got something. And Van Heflin's flipping his little coin with his fingers yeah, every course, scene, yeah. you know, yep. which was both cool and annoying. Uh, you were just like, all right. Fingers. He's good at it. He can do it. He was inc- he was incredible. Yeah, I mean, that was just it. It was a lot of showing off in this movie. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Can you do a coin trick? I was a hundred. It's all jealousy that this is coming from. <laughs> I can't do shit with coins. <laughs> I can't even keep them. They're, they're spending them all the time. I died. Van Heflin. I have to point out. I I was so excited that we were going to do a movie with both Stanwick and him because they're two of my favorites. I think he's very underrated. Every yes. movie he's in, I love. So I was happy that, uh, you know, 
we were going to do a movie with, you know, I've been waiting to do a movie with Stanwyck because she's the best. The, one of the all time greats. You guys are doing two this month. So that's great. Does but, Juanita uh, come? Yeah. Him too. He, um, I, I think he never got the recognition he deserved. Truly. He, uh, is one of the great, like under, under credited. If we yeah, could I, find a way to do three musketeers, we would <laughs> fantastic in that. You could yeah. do Johnny eager. That's a great one. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. We're eager to try it. Yeah. I'm just setting I, myself up for my next appearance. That's all. There you go. We don't want to do the work. So you tell us when you're coming back, <laughs> what movie, what day, all of it. She's getting it down and recording. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, would, I would agree with that sentiment that, yeah, I think Van Heflin is definitely one of the best parts about this movie for sure. I think and, his, perfor- his performance, as we'll get into now, um, I think it's just, it's really, it's just a really great performance. He's um, against a lot of heavy hitters doing yeah. really great things. Um, yeah. And like I was saying, like I could have seen Kirk Douglas in that role just because of what he became. Yeah. Um, but it was very exciting to see Van Heflin do it and what he did with it. It was very unique and it was great. I kind of liked seeing Kirk Douglas as the opposite of what you're used to seeing him as, the big bossy sort of bravado that you're used to seeing from him. Right. Yeah. In this movie, he was very submissive and very, you know, I, I, I liked it. He was vulnerable. Like I kind of liked seeing that part of him because he didn't play a lot of parts like that. No, so and him and Stanwyck, they had a good chemistry because um, she's a lot. She's and he's a lot. So the two of them together, um, you know, they could really he could go toe to toe. You would never think, at least in his scenes with her, that it was his first movie. And yeah. I think that really shows how much of an actor he really was, because it takes a lot to get into a room with her and hold your own. Yeah. Um, it's so. all that Broadway training. But, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, was, it was all due to Lauren Bacall. So she clearly was able to recognize the, the greatness that he had. So oh, yeah. he should have been a, uh, a casting agent. Yeah. <laughs> she knew it, who was good. I wonder yeah. if she discovered anyone else. You'd have to look into that. You know, but she, who knows? You never know. A better research show would know that information. That's for sure. Well, come on now. <laughs> We're too busy just being impressed by Tony Marichek. <laughs> who I needs- know I am. Needs to get out of jail. Uh, one more time, that name is Tony Marichek. <laughs> what was that? Um, Tony Marichek? Yes. <laughs> Played by Elizabeth Scott. So he's uh, Sammy's calling in his favorites. Good to see you. We're drinking at like eight in the morning or whatever. Oh, and it's also a nice scene where like Sammy goes into the office and like the secretary is there. Is that Bobby St. John, I believe? Yeah. Yes. Yep. And he's, she's just like, yeah, he's not ready for people yet. <laughs> no, he's still on the floor. And he literally even like buzzes in. It's just like, all right, I'm ready to take calls and talk to the world. Yeah. And she even starts flirting with him a bit. Oh, yeah. 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 He knows what he's doing. Well, he did his little yeah. coin trick. So he knew mm-hmm, exactly. he was good with the fingers. You're like, ooh, what else could those do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this stuck up factory town, you know, this is the best you could get. <laughs> This guy, this drunk asshole in the office yeah. behind me, like, come on, Sammy, let's do this thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he goes to talk to his buddy Walter and he's like, I'm so psyched to see a world friends help me out. But Walter's like, oh, you saw that murder. And also like you were with my wife because, hey, my wife's what? totally still into you. I'm yeah. going to have to be a no. I married Martha. I, you know, we, we like me and my father like scammed our way into this whole fucking thing. That's like a faulty foundation. I can't have you here, bro. And, and like, you're, you're coming to blackmail. I always knew this day would come, but you know, Sammy's just like, no, 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 come on, man. Like 
we're friends. Like, just do me this one favor. I'm out of here. I don't even want to be in this fucking town anyways. Trying yeah, to get my chick out of jail. Like, I'm not right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's veiled because it's like, it's yeah. like your, your impression is that like you as the audience knows like that potentially Sam has the dirt on uh, Walter Jr. And right. he's trying to run for office. So like in Walter's mind, he's thinking like, oh yeah, he knows like he has this potential that he can tell him if I don't do this. So like, he kind of like, he's under the impression that he's trying to blackmail him, but right. in actuality, he's not really being blackmailed. And at that point, like, you don't really yeah. know. Did right. he see it? Did he not see anything? So there's all these scenarios of, you don't really know what happened yet. He thinks right. he saw what happened and you, you know, I kind of think it, I mean, I, I, that was my impression. It. Yeah. yeah. Up when until I first saw it. As soon as he, yeah. you know, the, the bombshell is dropped, which we'll get to, I was, I was Correct. like, Whoa, like did not see that coming. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But and, then, and you know, the point. Yeah. you do a whole, you know, flashback in your own brain of the whole movie, just watching like, Oh yeah. Like he didn't pull and that think about that. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, it's very, you know, it's very telling because you can have three people in a room and everyone's going to have a different scenario of what they think took place. So that's the realism of it too, is that they definitely think, you know, what they think for a valid reason that he was there, that he saw and that he would come back and try to scam them out of money because they're big shots now, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're being run by events that happened, your trauma when you were children and you're basically just little kids pretending to be adults. Yeah. And just like, Oh, let's just pretend this never happened. Right. And we find out that poor innocent man basically had to like take the rap who they said like was an intruder. And so he, he got the death penalty and is it a former employee who they put the rap on? And then, yeah, that was that. And lied. And and that guy had like a, like some type of criminal past. So they were like, Oh yeah. Like he, if if this wasn't going to get him someone else, something else would have like, they tried to like kind of rationalize it. Like, Oh, this guy's bad anyway. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. A perfect frame job. So like that's the the horror we've been living with. But me and Martha are married, and Martha is like, "Hey, I'm actually gonna drop in. That'd be nice to happen." And she is noticeably psyched to see her old friend slash huge crush Sam that she ran away with all those times, and everyone can see it, mm-hmm. even Kirk Douglas and well, this is drunken stupor. He can still, you know. Well, jealousy always makes it through for some reason, That's you know, true. you can drink anything, but so jealousy right finds up. a way. Yep. You take six shots of that and you'll see what happens. But yeah, she's it, things have gone successful for them. He's he's running for mayor. She has been turning around the whole family mill and people are getting richer. And now, you know, it's just her in charge. There's no other, you know, husband's father, father-in-law around to push them. So things are good. And here's Sammy now. And she's like, oh, interesting. This guy. And they go off together, don't they? Like after after that, they go back to her place. And she's like, is that where she's like showing them their place? And like doors are opening constantly. So she, you know, she sees him and then she kind of like, he finds out after that a little bit that like she basically. So the guy was going to do him the favor, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, his friend agrees to do the favor at first. And then he finds out because he decides to kind of tail him and see, see tail Sammy to kind of see what he's up to. How long he's going to be. Oh, oh, and also um, Kirk Douglas and Barbara Stanwyck like talk by themselves for a second too. And he's like, Oh, isn't that weird? Like, and he's like, you know, jealous and thinking the blackmail. And she's like, no, 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 just, um, you know, let her out, see what happens, you know? So yes, that is there. I'm sorry. Keep going. 
No. Okay. So like you said, they kind of discuss and they go, okay, sure. We'll, we'll do the favor. He'll be gone, whatever. Yeah. Barbara Stanwyck kind of, uh, like you said, had asked him on the side to come visit her. Yeah. Old Uh, friends, you know, let's catch up and see how well we're doing and see this house we have with endless doors. It just was doors (laughs) opening after doors. There's a lot of those scenes. Yeah. And and I mean, even not just that scene, I mean, the, the scene where a little bit earlier when, Elizabeth Scott and Van Heflin are going to like the bar or like that nightclub. And as they're walking in, you see the back of them and the doors open in that same fashion. It's a very mm-hmm. interesting like theme that they keep doing. Um, I don't know if that true. was you know, conscious. Like I didn't notice, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It happens other times besides that, which is very fascinating. Because she's opening her heart up to, you know, her old love. and He gets to see sure. all the, the doors and he gets to see that, you know, her old room, like she kept the same way too. And, Mm-hmm. As a creepy into doll into her, into her life. Yes, exactly. You know that you could say that the the house is almost like a fifth character in the movie. Oh there yeah, you know something's still there. This the love is not gone. And she- I mean, you're living in the murder house. You know, like that's gonna do something to you. Yeah. In a well, so, back then people didn't just leave houses like that's true. What are you gonna do? You know. Build a whole another house? It's exhausting. It was a big house. It was yeah. a big house. It's not like it left a mess, you know? No. Just have to get rid of that cat's blood and that human oh, stop blood it. and all no, the horrible no. things. That was See, all how- cleaned up in 1928, all right? That was all, that had to have been all New carpet, I know. I just don't want to think about the cat, it's terrible. Yeah. But that's how you know who the villains of the piece are. Uh-uh. Dead, like they deserve to be. That's right, in the <laughs> ground. Stay there, jerks. Yeah. And also, you know, you're like, oh, you're feeling bad about like, oh, I remember what happened here. But they they like, hey, let's forget and let's kiss. Barbara Stanwyck just leans her head back like a Pez dispenser and you know, <laughs> you know what's coming. She just oh, every time like she always just preps for that kiss in that specific way, that that Barbara Stanwyck way. And I don't know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just a very odd way to describe it. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Thank you. See, Dan, this is these are the reactions I'm supposed to be getting. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he's genuinely funny, I'll laugh at him. Ah, thank you. <laughs> only, Slash only out. Yes. <laughs> you only get one per episode, so yes. enjoy it, everybody. You should, so, you earned it. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so they kiss, and you're like, uh-oh, this thing's getting nasty. Especially because now it's like he's cheating on Lisbeth Scott, too. I'm sorry, Tony Marichek. <laughs> yeah, get it right. <laughs> I forgot. Um, <laughs> how could you forget but you know hey you know just get this girl out of prison and then we could all move on with our lives so Babs has other plans absolutely it seems like she's getting out he's he's waiting for her to get out he's doing his coin trick and some guy tries to talk to him that was a, a funny moment too <laughs> and he even like sees you know? the coin trick and he like starts like doing something with his fingers mm-hmm. it, was, it was a nice touch nice little comedy yeah yeah just to let us humans know you know like this is how they, the, the gods do it. They mm-hmm. have, It's not easy. Don't try it. You can't. Yeah. Exactly. Just stay home. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it is obviously it's an allusion to, you know, as they kind of talk a little bit more about later on is that he's kind of like a big gambler. Um, yes. And, and, th- and that's kind of like the affectation the of like how, how they kind of show that, that he's kind of like that, not like a trickster, but he's got that kind of like, mentality is his life right, right. he's yeah. got that type of yeah they of said lifestyle. like you know like he they get into his background like he gambled he would kind of get into trouble but he was always to make able to make the money to get out of the trouble so like right. 
and he was like up for like a murder charge but then it turned out to be self-defense and did he even like have like a like a military background too? He did. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was yeah he, he was a highly decorated uh, war veteran. Like, and he died at a bar or something. It wasn't like he like you know went yeah. around saying, yeah. Well, he you know. But of course, they try to hold you up and see if they can put you in jail for it, anyways. And mm-hmm. so you had to deal with that nonsense. And then yeah, they they say like he's been all around the globe, so he, he's he's quite a drifter. This Sammy Masterson, the Rolling Stone. Yeah. <laughs> And um, Elizabeth Scott's talking to Kirk Douglas, trying to figure out what the deal is. And, you know, he's like, oh, you guys were friends, right? And he's like, yeah, we were old friends. All right. Uh, Here's the deal. And then, of course, we don't get to see what the deal is, but we'll see it play out here in a second. She comes out and he's like, hey, how's my old buddy Walter? Huh? Nice guy. Got you out. I got friends, huh? And she's like, yeah, (laughs) friends. And they go out to dinner to celebrate. And. Uh, she's like trying once again to be like, hey, I'm Tony Marichek. This is Tony Marichek's story. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. How, how, de- <laughs> how delicious is this food we're eating? And uh, this guy starts to pop up. Oh, I'm sorry. What we got, Dad? I was just going to say, and she doesn't seem happy. She's like, no. she, and, and, and both he and the audience at, at that point is like, all right, that's weird. Like, what's going on? Like, why is she not stoked that she's like not off of this, yeah. Yeah, of this parole are- deal? Yeah. Yeah. So that leads us to the dinner where yes. they're sitting down. And a man comes up and he's like, oh, I'm Mr. Marichek or whatever. Like, come on, come on, baby. Let's go. Yeah. And he's like, take her. What the hell? Get her at like, what have you been lying to me the whole time? Yeah, this is, th- you guys are married. What the hell? And then they're like, they're getting fresh and stuff like that. And so he's like, all right, let's take this thing outside. You and me. And so as he starts to walk out, the other guy's just like, oh, oh, come on, guys. And all these guys at the bar stand up. It's so good. Like, it's like all it's it's like in in synchronized like I know it's all messed up because he would have yeah. had them like, like then, five six guys right? like yeah all all stand up at the same Poor time. Guy. It pays off later though. It does. The whole oh, thing. Yeah, so is, yep. You do at least get that. Um, That's true. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take this guy down. We're good to go. It does not go like that. And you even see him in the back of the car and he gets like a nice punch. Gets punched, you know, nicely. But yeah, and then um. They, oh, just, they work him over. Yeah, they, like when he yeah. digs himself out of the, and then the next scene, they, yeah, they, they huck him in a ditch. Well. And then, yeah, it comes out. And he's just like covered in like blood and dirt and looks so horrible. Yeah. At the, at the, I like the framing that they did with that scene. He's like climbing out of what looks like a manhole kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like the welcome to Iverstown. I kind of, or Iverstown. Yeah, you, you see, right. It's very easy to do. Um, it and is. You, you see, he's like 25 miles out of town. Like they, yeah. they, they got him the hell out of there, yeah. but he's like, all right. You know what? I, I'm going back in. Fuck you guys. This is Sammy, really baby. Me out. Yeah. yeah. Like so he <laughs> he heads back and he goes to confront Walter. And Walter's like, you know, oh, cool. Let's talk. Don't look at me taking my hand to this drawer and sliding mm-hmm. out a gun slowly. But Sammy's on top of that. He slams the drawer into his hand and starts punching him. And it's, it's lovely. He grabs the gun and, then he, you know, he's like, oh. But uh, this whole thing, you know, like you're the whole thing was about blackmail. You're finally going to get what you want. Let's call in Martha. She comes by, too. And she's like, oh, God, you look like you crawled out of a manhole 25 miles out of town. She's <laughs> like, yeah, much. yeah, that's exactly what happened. And they're like, OK, well, what do you want for this blackmail? And he's like, oh, yeah, um, 
by the way, I never saw any of that. I left as soon as the, the whole cat shit went down. Like I was out of town waiting for you. No, no, he doesn't say it there. It's not there. Okay, okay. Is it? Yeah, that's later because he tells him, remember, he says, like, I'm going to talk fine. We'll talk about it. Oh, right. It's right. So they, they, yes, exactly. So he he starts to play it up and he's like, yeah. "Yeah." Oh, yeah. He doesn't know what they want, like why they're coming at him like this. And meanwhile, like Walter is getting even more mad because he finds out that Martha, like, kept his kept Sam's car in the garage because she wanted to keep him there and all this crap. And And she like paid for the repairs and stuff. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he um so he kind of goes to talk to her about it after they have this confrontation. And that's that's one of the good scenes I like too, where Martha um she comes to the apartment and Elizabeth's there with him and she Tony Tony Marachek <laughs> bought herself a new outfit. Remember, yeah. she has that little like remembers that scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like, how do you like my outfit? And Martha comes in and she's just like, oh. Dan, you oh, want a gym for that scene? Who's, she's like, oh, that? is this my competition? Okay. Like, she's like, oh, oh, I didn't realize like the trash was still here. I'll wait till she leaves and then I'll. Well, it's- something that really blew my mind. And Dan, if you want a gif of that scene, I can make it for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the audience, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Yeah. Having watched so many of these movies, and I don't know if how long it's been, if ever, but it was almost like an uncanny valley. Seeing two women on the screen together, it just blew my mind. You never see that in these. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's true. It was very crazy. And then especially for it to be Barbara Stanwyck and Elizabeth Scott, it was great. But yeah, it was a great scene, great chemistry it together. Scene. It was almost no dialogue. It was all like eye contact. It was very... No, I, I audibly, as soon as she popped up after Elizabeth Scott's like, check it out. And mm-hmm. whoa, there she is. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's she like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was great. Such and that whole thing is just getting so weird. Uh, Sam's like, all right, Tony Marichek, just I remember who you are. Stay here. I'll be right back. Let me just yeah. deal with this nonsense and we'll find out what's going on. And then this is where, yes, we find out that. Uh, well, they go out to the woods and right. they like, like they go away. There's a fire. Yeah. These kids just left a complete campfire. Apparently it's fucked up. Yeah. That's how forest fires happen. And yeah. yes, this is where we now finally find out what happened that night. And the fact that Sammy was never there. Yeah. And she's like, you know, this wouldn't have happened if you left. And like, I, I think it's the first time where she kind of cracks. And she she basically, you know, and says that, like, I, my life wouldn't be this way. She doesn't think her life would have been that way if he hadn't left. And, you know. Yeah, she was not, just kind of forced into this new situation with, like, yeah. you know, just replacing her aunt with new people. Now she has to, like, marry this shitty kid and, like. And she manipulates them. Like, no, none of them are good. Like, she's bad because she's making you know, Walter into this like sniveling alcoholic, terrible person. So she's bad. Walter's terrible because he's terrible and he's he doesn't Walter. stand up for himself because he's Walter. Yeah. But she's basically like, you know, oh, if you hadn't left me, my life would have been okay. But you know, you kind of think, would it really? Like, was this always in her? Was she always kind of crazy? Or was she really able to be reformed? Like, you know what I mean? This is sort of the tipping point where you feel like she could sort of be good but you're not really sure if like that's really in her she's really just yeah. that shit probably not right probably not exactly. i mean this situation is just too messy no matter what to, right. to come out of it unfortunately but yeah right. you definitely hope like 
Oh, know, yeah. That maybe he can do something about it. So he kind of go, you know, that's when he goes to the house to go, okay. Well, she pulls a gun on him, too, at the fire, though, doesn't she? Remember? Because, like, they have like, the, uh, the wrestle away with the torch and everything like that that leads yeah. to him kissing. Yeah. Yeah. And she then she pulls the fire log on it. Like she tries to hit him yeah. with the log, the right. fire. That's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And then when he, he leaves her, that's when like Elizabeth Scott sees them. They come back and she sees them in the they car. Kiss. She yeah. drops them off back at the hotel. And yeah. Barbara Stanwyck's like, oh, this place is so filthy. Like, let's fuck here. Like, we should <laughs> we should get a room here. <laughs> <laughs> she wants the slum and it's yeah, like, she, exactly. She's like, you, this is so I mean, like that's basically it. I mean, yeah. She, he has a slumming fetish after this man is like left her and she's like yeah i love the dirt let <laughs> you know we already had like presumably sex outside by the fire like and then we come back to this nasty hotel tony marichek can stay if you want but you know we're doing this thing so they kiss and Lizbeth scott sees it and she cries she does a lot of crying she has a wet face for a lot of this movie um I don't know how convincing of a crier she was, but it's fine. She's just not a very, like, some people are just very not attractive when they cry. It's yeah. Which of, in many ways is more realistic, I suppose. That's true. So you're right. That's true. I'm giving I her a compliment agree. after all. Uh, <laughs> trying so, to yeah. hold, I'm trying to hold back a little bit on all this Elizabeth Scott slander, okay? I wasn't I'm doing, slandering. I'm, I'm doing my best. Some people aren't. Yeah. I, I, We're talking Tony Marichek for one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, I will say as a quick aside, um, I, I recently watched a, uh, a British film noir called Stolen Face with Elizabeth Scott and Paul mm-hmm. Henry, or Henry, I mean, and she was great in it and she cries in it, but she, she it's like some of the best acting uh, I think I've ever seen of her. Um, oh. it, it's later, so it's 1952, so it's a little bit later. So I think at that point, she'd been a little bit more, maybe more established at that point. But like I said, I, I, I always liked her acting. I know some people can be I, I don't want to seem like I'm nitpicking. I really, it's just the crying. I was actually going to yeah. even say like, I, this is one of my favorite performances of hers. It's just something, yeah. um, you know, seeing how new it was for her, just like an innocence to her and like how she I mean, plays. I, I liked her in this, but Dan, you know, I do like, I love her in uh, Too Late for Tears. I love her in um, Pitfall. Uh, yeah, Pitfall. The other one, the one with um, Humphrey Bogart that I always forget. Um, Dead Reckoning. That's it. I always want to call it Dead Ringer, and that's that's uh, Betty Davis. Yes, Dead yeah. Reckoning. That's a, so I like her. Yeah, it's just um, and Desert Fury. She, I like her. In Desert oh yeah, Fury yeah. Desert Fury is mm-hmm. a great. Time. I think there's some superfluous scenes that unfortunately happen to be hers in this one. Yeah, where the plot could have been a little more continuous because, like, I you know I this movie's great, and you know the ending's like just, but you know that's the thing. It's it's there's some scenes where I'm like. You wanted to keep going. And- I think it's because she got a little bit of the top billing. And uh, I guess maybe the, uh, Wallace was like trying to be like, hey, we got to leave some more Elizabeth Scott scenes in there. Yeah, like they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, as you'll find out from some of the fun facts later on, too, we'll talk about. Yeah, like but, they had to like add yeah. more Elizabeth Scott after yeah. the fact. So, oh, well, see, that makes total sense then. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they could have even still added more. But I mean, at the same time, it's such a, a long run time and, and yeah. it's right. tough to even think like what we would get out of maybe you could trim some things but yeah still not enough elizabeth scott for me but <laughs> i i digress i know but joe you're right i think now we're on track to where um like you know they finally agree to the blackmail and then um uh they ask him he finally sammy says okay fine so you know if you guys think there's something here then i'll agree to it i'll come to the house and then that's kind of Kind of yeah, I mean, he can get some money so him and Tony Marichek can go ahead and leave town and run away and run away together. Yeah. And she, they're like, hey, I know you just saw me kiss 
Barbara Stanwyck, I could see you had a, a freshly lit cigarette. So sorry about that. <laughs> That's weird, but whoops. Yeah, I think we could figure this thing out. Let me just get this blackmail money and, and we can go ahead and start a life. So yeah, he's like, all right, let's go do this. He heads over there now, you know, knowing where he stands, knowing what he's actually blackmailing about. And he's like, uh, goes kind of, he kind of knows like he, yeah, but yeah, you're right. So he, he knows, knows something, he that thinks counts. He knows right. something that he doesn't know. Exactly. Right. So he kind of has the upper hand at this point because he knows that he didn't see anything, but right. they think he did. Exactly. So, yeah. And so he asked for like half and they're like, <laughs> she's like half what? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, she talks about the factory. He's like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll yeah. take half of that. Be partners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, yeah, we'd have to be partners if we're doing that. And then she uh, wants him to stay. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, then everything we just said happens. <laughs> it's a long movie. I've been sick. I have an excuse. It's okay. <laughs> That's why Dan and I are here. Thank God. We needed, we needed extra help on this one too. So, yeah. And I think it gets now to the point where like, this is all my favorite stuff of the movie. I mean, there's a couple of things I like throughout it, but yeah, I think my biggest complaint as we've kind of gone along and said is that, yeah, I feel like it takes a really long time to pan out. Um, But I feel like the end is, is worth it. So I think, you know, sticking, sticking around, I think it's it's good because yeah, because the end, end is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. I don't think it feels long ever. Like, honestly, this wasn't, I I mean, (laughs) <laughs> okay i saw the runtime on this and i got worried this was my first time i don't know if i've, I've said that but this is my first time watching this movie and mm-hmm. yeah you see like you know almost like a almost two hours basically 113 i think Long 116 116 yeah like yeah. you're like motherfucker but <laughs> you I'm see the caliber i was people. worried you were gonna well you see the caliber of people and... and well i haven't given my grade yet so we'll see oh, okay all right. <laughs> i've already given away too much but, you know, like, and I knew Lisa was coming in. So it's like, all right, that's got to mean something. And, <laughs> and I've heard about this movie. I mean, you know, I'm not deaf and blind out there in the world. Like, I know this is a big one. It just was a matter of time. And we have a hit podcast that we can wait for. <laughs> so here we are. So I was able to be like, this probably will be okay with the runtime. And I was just blown away right from the start, just because it, uh, you don't see like really like a flashback like this in these movies. Yeah, it's true. Seeing like, you know, child versions. Maybe you'll see someone and then like years pass and it's still like the same actor. But that was interesting. And just watching these people and what they all did based off of this night that horrified them. And then finding out that like, sure, like Sam was kind of fucked up by it, but he didn't really know what happened. And then just chose to be like, all right, she's not coming with me. I'm going to go off and live my life and do what I was probably always going to do. I mean, who's even say that he runs off with Elizabeth Scott happily ever after forever. I mean, that could just run its course eventually, you know, mm-hmm. based off of who he is. But, you know, that's up to our imagination. But right. yeah, so I mean, I was just I loved how much I was happy to stay in these scenes and, and see how it all plays out. And there's so many like twists and turns. and It's just masterfully plotted. I think, you know, watch the score at the end to see what I really think. But <laughs> I, I just didn't think it was long. I was never bored. And and I was, you know, like, it wasn't like, oh, now we get cooking. It's just like, we just kept turning up the heat, if anything. It's true. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. The only the only other movie I can think of that comes off the top of my head, that, a film noir that starts off with a like a kid and like a flashback and then goes ahead is maybe Gun Crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 100% yeah. Gun Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that is. Well, I'm just trying to think of other ones. Of that too, you know, like. Yeah. 
you get a sense of his character exactly like i'm it should be more of a thing because it's very effective and it is yeah that beginning scene tells we just named two of the greats right there gun crazy in this one so more people should be ripping that trope off whoops (laughs) guess it was just the 40s but yeah so now we're like back at the ivers house and walter's hammered and mm-hmm. <laughs> he's kind of hit his breaking point he's like i don't want to live like this anymore i can't you know yeah. no he knows no. his wife is back and like hooking up with this dude that he was always jealous of the entire time yeah she doesn't want to be with him she's like oh i've been just completely on autopilot our entire life together this sucks and now i feel alive i think he gives one of his best speeches too he talks about the fact that he can't go out and talk in front of people about mm-hmm. how the words stick in his throat because, yeah. he, you know, he talks about how they sent an innocent man to die and he just feels like a shell and how he, he just can't go out there and be in front of these people because he feels like a shit. Like he just, he, he hates himself for what he is and who he's become. And that's where you really see Kirk Douglas as an actor and what, yeah. he's, like what he's going to be and what he's going to become. Yeah, he shines in that soliloquy that he puts on there. I had a dream, Sam. It was about you. In my dream, you were not a handsome corpse. Maybe it was some other guy. In other dreams, there were others. I told you he's drunk. Did you say others? Oh, little Martha. Her life was so empty. Is that what you told you, Sam? I don't want him in here, Sam. Make him get out. Now you're all of them, Sam. Every one of them rolled into one. Sam, make him... Keep talking. I'm all of them rolled into one. Yes. You're a gymnasium instructor in Philadelphia with a muscle for a brain and a tendency to insipid verse. You're a guy, just a guy named Pete in Erie who smells of fish and sings. You're last year's greatest fullback and you flunked your bar exam, but you wanted to be an industrial engineer. You're a guy who came along to fix a tire so well you became a city paid inspector. And you're a lot of this. But worst of all, you're the one and only man who shares with me the only claim I have on it. Ask her, Sam. Say to her, Martha's all is true. What if it is? What did you expect? She never wanted to marry you. If you had any self-respect, she married me because she felt that way, I would never tell. That's a lie. Your old man forced her. How long do you expect her to go on paying off? Forever. Whatever happens to you, you've got coming. What can happen, Sam? Shall I tell you? She'll try to get you to kill me. Like she got me to send an innocent man to the gallows. I told you the way it was. It was his father's idea. He made But did she tell you how she stood up in the police station? How she looked at the man without batting an eye? How she said, yes, that's the man. He's the one who came into the house that night. He's the man who killed my aunt. That even stuck in the throat of my father. My poor, dear, departed, greedy father. But he went right on. And so did I. He's lying. You believe me, don't you, you Sam? You believe her, Sam? Martha, at least tell the truth now. Tell how much you were afraid of an unsolved murder. Tell what a threat it was to the power and the riches that you'd learned to love so much. And that I'd learned to love, too. Tell why I became district attorney. Tell why you made me hang that man. Tell the truth. I told the truth. They were like leeches, both of them. They wanted everything. All I ever wanted Everything was you had. Everything you had. You I gave, gave you nothing. Then let go! <laughs> Um, that's why I said I kind of liked him in this role, because he's 
very bumbling and sensitive, but he's also, you can see. You get to see like what's, what he's capable of. Oh, and, like, absolutely. It, it's like weird because it's like, th- these are almost rules someone would go after, like after they had hit, but really he just, yeah. kind of, he became, I mean, like, you know, he does great work, but it was more just like, Hey, I'm like this guy. Let's make movies about me being this guy for the most yes. part. 100%. You know, he's kind of at his best when he's a second fiddle. I mean, out of, yes, out of the really? past, of course, he, he's phenomenal. And, and, and this, like, I walk alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it just. I mean, I love the band, The Beautiful, but. No, I mean, and there's, there's plenty of good headliners from him, too. Yeah. It's not impossible, right. you know, but. Has a glory. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. All sorts of good stuff. I uh, think you guys are right. Yeah, definitely. When he, he has to kind of rein himself in a little, almost. Yeah, and he's coming in hungry here, which is yeah, is yeah. great. And, and yes, he really does shine in this whole speech. And Sam shows up. Walter's like, all right, uh, I'm out of here. And he drunkenly heads off and then he falls down the stairs. The stairs are the real killer and bad they guy are. in this the movie, right? Are definitely a focal point in this. I would movie. just jump out the window if I was at that house. Stay away from the <laughs> stairs. It's not worth it. Strange love is uh, as Martha loves the stairs of the house because it, <laughs> it really, really t- real takes love. care of two people ah, that she wants out of her life. We just cracked oh. this thing. All right. This yeah. title Good makes job, a lot baby. more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's out and Martha's like, ooh, we have an opportunity here. Her That's, face. Yeah. She mm. just snaps into it. You know, she's got two faces. I'm about to go evil. And when she pes dispenser yeah. kisses, you know, and <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that's why we're here. So, yeah, she she just she gets she's like, this is our way out. Uh, this is perfect. You know, we finish him. Yeah, <laughs> yes, really? She, yes, that's what she does, though. That's like smash his skull in and let's get the hell out of here. And he find that slow pan to him when he realizes that this bitch is nuts. And that's when he really, really realizes that, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Like he went into there thinking that maybe they could have like he could help her, save her. Yeah. They sort of had a connection, like they were kind of starting to come back together. And then that look on her face, he's like, "Nope, you're both fucking crazy." I'm the out. lost cause. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm out. I, but I, he, I can't do this. He he's saves him. He's 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 quite kind. Exactly. Yes. He, he, he takes him. him to a chair, and you know, he's like, "Hey, buddy, you all right?" And he's like, "Oh, wow." He's like, he "Yeah, saved you, you saved me." Yeah, like that's crazy. I thought you wanted my money, and then go ahead, Joey. You you do the honor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't want any of your money. I didn't know what happened. You, what are you guys talking about? Your crazy relationship. This is what it's been about. Like, that, that's insane. You can't let the stairs run your life, everybody. That's when he drops the bomb that he was never there and he never saw anything. And- he ducked out after the cat murder. He's like, oh, I don't I want nothing to do with that. Probably like some viewers of this movie. They're like, oh, the, the cat gets it. We probably even should have said right off the bat, like, hey, there's some, some bad stuff. Not yeah. since uh, uh, Postman always knocks twice as a cat got it so bad. Yeah, seriously. Animal cruelty, be warned. Yes, although it's, you know, it's... You don't say it. It's but. tasteful, yes, as far as animal cruelty. Tasteful? Yes. <laughs> they, they don't show. It's all in your head, you know? That, that's true. Yeah. Oh, it's worse. It's not like King Kong where the, they show everything. And God bless it. Sorry, I just watched King Kong recently. I love that movie. So so that. I love Fay Ray. So let's not go off on a tangent. I'll be because that Ray. that yeah. Blu-ray, shout out to Warner Archive. They know yes. how to ship on time. That showed up no problem. And yeah, there's an, it's great. Quality extras, yeah. Extras Ian are got fantastic. Me two other Blu-rays with Fay Ray that I was going to watch soon. Oh, I did. Yeah. Which ones? Um, the Night of the Waxworks and um, Mi- uh, uh, Mystery Dr. of the Waxworks. Mystery of the Waxworks, yeah. And Dr. X. 
Oh, nice. The, the two yeah. two color uh, Technicolor film noir. I'm not film noir. Uh, uh, horror movies. Pre codes. Yeah. Pre codes. Yeah. yeah. All I, the pre code stuff is so good. Yeah. Yeah. They oh. they do a really good job with all the all the Warner pre code stuff. There's a lot. I know. I, I that's start collect. That's my next collection. But we will be here. We got to finish our movie. We'll go <laughs> yeah. On another tangent. Let's be like Sam and get the hell out of here. So we're walking out and she pulls a gun, but she, she doesn't pull the trigger on him. And he's he's walking off and they're, they're watching from the window, Walter and Martha. And they're like, all right, what do we do now? <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, we could work it out. We could we could be in love with each other. Right. That'd be fun. And <laughs> and um. Oh, well, I guess she pulls the gun on Sam and she's like threatening him and stuff. And then right. she's like, Walter, you'd back my play, right? And he doesn't say yeah. anything. And so that's like, oh, uh-oh. So then, yeah, Sam's gone. And then they're like, okay, let's pretend basically this entire movie didn't happen and, and we could be in love and sounds good. The gun's still around though. And Walter puts it up to Martha's ribs and he's like, oh, I don't know. And then Martha puts the gun on his hand and on the trigger and stuff. She's like, no, 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 let's do this thing. So good. Mm-hmm. It's the ending so good. Yeah. So many great shots. For everything like from it. the staircase up to yeah. this point is just yeah. like, everything's just solid. They know what to do with the house. They spend enough time there for sure. Yeah, put sure their hand on it and she's like, no, we are never going to be solid whole people. Yeah, we, we know we're both crazy, like for each other and crazy. Let's just do it let's do it so she she gets shot and killed and then walter's like well my turn and then you know ends the murder suicide suicide. yeah (laughs) and then um well we need a happy shot of of uh, you see him turn around you see you hear the shots and then he's like oh sam turn around and like he's like yeah no just keep going did that just happen and he knows he he doesn't even have like he knows what they did yeah and he's like good riddance <laughs> i want nothing to do with this i'm going to tony marichek and they they head off they drive out of town they're like fuck this place and into the sunset yeah we're gonna li- we're gonna live happily ever after and that ending man is wild it's that's that that's like the payoff starts. oh it's so good and so crazy so many just insanity and and you never see so much of it coming it's it's fantastic it gets a 9.3 out of 10 from me Wow. Yeah, yeah. A good score. Yeah. Just a very confident, fun movie. You're welcome. Thank you. Speaking (laughs) of speaking of fun, you guys ready for fun facts? Yeah. Yeah, As long as they're factual, Dan. Uh making anything up, Dan. I will try my best. Make up one and we'll see if we can figure out which one it is. I don't know. I got a lot of fun facts, so we'll see. Um, so as you mentioned earlier, Kirk Douglas earned this his debut role uh with help of his old drama school friend Lauren Bacall. McCall knew that producer Halby Wallace was looking for fresh talent, and she suggested Douglas to him. Um, she encouraged Wallace to watch a play featuring Douglas, uh, which he did. And Wallace was so impressed by the performance that he cast Douglas in this film. So, yeah, no, no news specifically about. I'll have to look into if McCall ever really helped scout, maybe unintentionally, other talent for movie execs. I'll have Could to be an interesting to find out because they were yeah. friends, and she knew that he was a good actor. Yeah, he's good looking out. That was the only good thing he was capable of acting. (laughs) Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. 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 We do have to say that. Unfortunately, it sucks. His son, you know, good people. Him, not so much. Yeah. Womp womp. Remember when his son said he got tongue cancer from eating pussy, though? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. 
Hey, it happens. You don't anyway. get to say something like that. And At not least be he was factual, he though. He told people, so other people didn't get it. You got to give him credit for that. It's true. It's true. Um. So, <laughs> Dir- director Lewis Next. Milestone, uh, Kirk, quoted- Kirk Douglas, and your husband and I share a birthday. Isn't that correct? Yes. 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 So, there's your fun fact. There's your fun there you fact. Go. Real that's, fun fact. That's very that's very fun. Go ahead, Dan, um, with the rest of what you've got. God, Dan, go ahead. Tra- <laughs> hey guys, I'm trying to blaze through these because I have a lot. There's Keep a lot about this movie. So director Lewis Milestone is quoted in an article in the Los Angeles Sun Mirror on December 8th, 1946, as say, having said that the he day never- before Kirk Douglas's birthday, he gets this quote out there. Exactly. And a few a few months after its release. As having said that he would never make another movie with producer Halby Wallace because Wallace wanted to reshoot scenes in the, this movie for more close-ups of Elizabeth Scott. Oh my Milestone reportedly told Wallace to shoot them himself, so he did. Oh, and you um, got Dan's note on this one, huh? That's right. Yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, if I were there, more I would Tony be... Marichek. It's rare that I say that I'm I'm truly Team Halby Wallace on this one, but <laughs> but uh, on this, on that one I in particular I am. There's some great close-ups. I did notice them even before. Oh, yeah. I, I knew that I was like, oh, it's Big a lo- lovely close-up. So it, they it, did do some good ones. The one yeah. where she falls asleep with the bed, with yep. the, in the bed with the uh, the Bible, the Gideon Bible. That's yes. a good one. That is a cute one. That, that, that's that's a very good. Scene. Oh, I also love this scene. Speaking of the Bible, where like he like leaves, or they, they both have like the room Bible, and he just like opens it. He's like, "That's a good one." And it's like, did he know what page he was opening, or was he just like, "Yeah, whatever." They're all good ones. I'm sure they had it scripted, but and he talks her in, and that, that's a good scene. That's a cute one. Yeah. Another uh, little bit about the directing. Director Lewis Milestone left the film for several days in sympathy with set director's strike that was going on at the time. In his absence, the film was directed by Byron Haskin, uh, who did not receive a screen credit. So we did mention it earlier, but he actually didn't get credited by it. Um, And Byron Haskin, you know, he's done a handful of films that we've done, Too Late for Tears, also with Elizabeth Scott, uh, I Walk Alone, also with Elizabeth Scott. So just interesting that they pulled in another director in, in the short amount of time um, that Lewis Milestone was in a uh, solidarity strike. Um, I mean, Milestone with, did some great films too. I mean, yeah. he did like All Quiet on the rest of, on the Western Front, and he yeah. did yeah. Um, the 1931. Yeah, yeah. And um, what else did he do? He did um, what's his name? It's like his one of his favorite movies. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. It now my brain is Eddie Muller. It's like one of his favorites. Oh, he did the front page. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, it's like one of his favorites because it, you know, for his father, he, he did quite a few. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty prolific career. Yeah. Ocean's he was, 11 he did as well. Sorry. He did. Oh, wow. Great. Right. Yeah, he did Ocean's 11. Yeah, he was a big writer too or in the early days of film in like the 20s and stuff like that. He directed and he and he wrote a lot. Um, So Barbara Stanwyck had considerable influence on how she was lit in the film and was not shy about putting her fellow actors and actresses on notice uh, that she did not like to be upstaged. Uh, when she saw the coin trick Van Heflin had learned at director Lewis Milestone's suggestion to show that Heflin's character was a professional gambler, she informed him he should make sure he does not do it during any of her important lines since she had a bit of business that would upstage him if she had to. With this, she raised her skirt high and adjusted her garter. The result was that Heflin only used the trick once in a scene with her. So basically she was shown, you know, who's showing some leg. Who, who's who's boss, you know, and you can't upstage me. She was lit, like you said, Dan. Yeah. Right. Exactly. 
Future movie writer, producer, and director Blake Edwards had an uncredited bit part as the sailor who hitches a ride with Sam Mashford, who was asleep, oh, okay. and then oh, walks that out. Was him. Okay. Yeah. Was somebody. Interesting. Yeah. It, I, I did think it was kind of funny that when, you know, he was sleeping the entire time uh, in that scene and then wakes up when he hits it. And he's like, ah, oh, your driver, you can't even stay awake and came in. Yeah. And he's the one that's sleeping. Exactly. He's the one yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Nice that other little funny. bit of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, like, believe me, the real story is much stupider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize he learned that trick, like, just there for the. That's even kind of more impressive. He just learned that on the fly. Like, yeah. it wasn't something he was like, oh, I know how to do this already. I can use it for the movie. He's like, oh, I'll learn how to do this for the movie. And I got really good at it. Like, Exactly. He probably just did that thing you did with the ladies, but put a coin in it this time. Oh, that's well. all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there were actually, there were three different radio adaptations that I found. So there was. Yeah, there, I was in a spit take three. Three. That's yes. so many. So wait, so wait to hear about some of these. It's because oh, it's boy. kind of fascinating. Oh boy. So <laughs> let uh, me get a sip in now. So I don't spit. Yeah. Are, are you guys, are you guys sitting down? Yeah. I I all right, I'm properly uh, dry lipped now, so let's okay, do this. Okay, yeah, yeah, take take a drink. And then... We're all sipping. Okay, we're breaking the toast here. Okay, I'm so sipping. What is this? Is long. I need... So the the first one is actually was weirdly enough on the Hedda Hopper show. This is oh. Hollywood. They broadcast a 30 minute radio adaptation of of the movie on April 12, 1947, with Van Heflin re- reprising his his movie role. You think the, that was a good show, the Hedda Hopper show? Her, her, she the, was an actress. She was in, she did small parts and stuff. She was kind of like. She's still trying to toe the line. Yeah. yeah. Sort like of. she was in Before the Before she sold everyone out. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was uh, actually same year. Uh, in, in June 30th, 1947, the Screen Guild Theater broadcasted a, a, also a 30-minute radio adaptation with Kirk Douglas reprising his role. And then the last one I found was actually in 1950, uh, so it's a few years after the Screen Directors Playhouse broadcast a 30 minute radio adaptation is June 23rd, 1950, with Barbara Stanwyck reprising her role. So you got all three of the, you know, three of the basically the, the heavy hitters uh, reprising the role in three separate radio adaptations. Maybe we could edit it together. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. It's uh, that was fascinating that I, I've I've never come across anything like that um, yeah, that's awesome. where there's that many adaptations and still including you know a lot of the principal characters. Um, yeah, so I thought that was that really interesting. Wild. Everyone was just differently busy, I guess. Oh yeah, possibly. and you'll never get Tony Merritt check. She's she's too busy. She's nah. way too busy. She was waiting. For, she was trying to get ready for her singing career. Yeah. <laughs> That was a few years later, though. And all the lyrics are just Tony Marichek. Hello, everyone. I'm Tony Marichek. <laughs> I wish. Don't make me pull <laughs> out my that record. I could die. I could just die. <laughs> Don't make me pull out my Elizabeth Scott record that I have over here, because I will. Dan, is that all the fun we're allowed to have about those facts? Is that it? That's that's all the fun. I feel like I, I had quite a bit. Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. I anticipated oh. something like that with a movie like this. You know, it's it's too fun. You got to have some facts. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of heavy hitters. Um, it's public domain, so it's it's definitely in the. I mean, really, the lexicon of film noir. I mean, like it's just because oh, yeah. it's so prevalent. I mean, I, I would put this in, in the same instance of like other, just kind of the same category because they're all public domain. But like you know, Scarlet Street, The Stranger, like a lot of these heavy hitter movies that kind of for various reasons of them not re-upping the the copyright. Usually um, at Paramount, right? This was Paramount. Like usually it's them. It feels like. Yeah. You're really bad about keeping up on these things, but you know, you, you get some gems. Yeah. I would say it's like a good, like 
give people like the the standard recommendations, your double indemnities and stuff. But then when you're like, all right, here's the second wave of what you should watch. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely on that list, you know, like yes. mm-hmm. now you've earned this movie. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah. It's like a yeah. payoff. And well, just especially because of the runtime too. like that yeah. may be daunting, but it really does just get cooking right off the bat and never lets go. So you're going to be fine. I think. Like I said, I'm just happy. Uh, I was happy to do a Stan Wick movie. I've been waiting to do on, I, you know. Well, I'm sure we have no more coming up after this. We're <laughs> all Stan Wicked out. Halloween Never. is here, though, after all, guys. And I mean, it's, it's a month of spooky. It's been a, like a year since you were on Lisa for the first time. This is my annual, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll come back for our Halloween time if you're you weren't too angry that Kino had uh, did not come out with the proper restoration in time. But we'll see. I think we're okay with what we have coming up next week. You know, we've been around all this death. Maybe it's time to go to 1941. Let's be among the living, everyone. There we go. (laughs) I'm looking forward to this one. Scary. Sounds good. That's right. I'm already I'm wearing the cold clothes. I'm loving it. What a time to be alive. Yes. Can't believe it's the best already time. already this time of year. Yo, it was so nuts. My I've, time. I've never lived yeah. where like fall hit and it was fall on fall, like immediately. Like usually you get a couple more days of summer. It was nope. wild. Not this time. We're, we're, we're ready and it's great. Yes. Love Speaking it. of great, Lisa, thank you so much for another appearance for the books. I don't know how you keep chopping yourself, but you do it. And <laughs> we're lucky to have you every single time. You're very yeah, welcome. My pleasure. The Noiros are thanking you as well. And they're all lifting up from beyond the screen, beyond the speakers. <laughs> they're saying, hey, Lisa, specifically, here's the crime. Here's the crime. It's crime. Right, ding.